Happy Memorial Day. Today we are talking all about your menstrual cycle, training and blood sugars and things that you should know that shift and change throughout the month and why you might feel the way that you do in the gym at different times of your cycle. So take a listen today. And if you like this episode, don't forget to send it to a friend, rate, review and subscribe. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over All that I know is Memorial Day Monday Monday, Monday, Monday We are off work today Oh shit, I have to block it Girl, I have my my holidays blocked all through the year. Holidays don't exist to me in life <laughs> and when you are become an entrepreneur. I just like, you know, I used to get that great little calendar when I worked at Allstate that gave me what days we would head off and I would be so excited for those days. And now someone's like, today's Christmas. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, mine goes by the school calendar for Marcus. Oh, that's a good point. Because I'm like. They have the teacher appreciation yeah, they, days too sometimes that are just random. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. uh yeah, obviously, like he's in school now, so he's not at daycare. Got it. So there's yep. difference. We're starting that in August. Days. I am dreading because Carson's not gonna like it. Yep, early bird. My child is not a morning person. He used to be okay. Taylor's like, let's fucking go. I'm bouncing up, and I hear her when I'm in my office in the morning. I hear it, boom, 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 because she's jumping up and down in the crib, hanging out of the crib railing, like a child on cocaine. It's just it's. So she's out of control in the mornings. Zero to 100. Carson is angry when I go to wake him up. <laughs> I'm actually, we're getting his consoles out and I'm kind of hoping that it helps his sleep because mm. he's a mouth breather. Yeah. And I'm sure that child probably could be sleeping better than he is. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. We know that mouth breathing is not good for sleep and that's not just for obese people. Yeah. Like I'm just looking at our, our school calendar. So it, it's much different than like the daycare calendar plus the summer. We have two weeks that I pulled him out because we're doing a family vacation and we have July 4th. Like, I'm not going to pay you for the week if you're already closed half the week. Truth. So. We have so much going on this summer. I'm very overwhelmed by all of our weekends and trips and stuff. It'll be fun, though. It will. It'll It'll be be a lot of fun. So I hope you guys are having fun today. You're probably listening to this the day after Memorial Day, and that's okay. We hope they had a a great day celebrating America. Since we can still do that. Fuck yeah. For the next, hopefully, few years, we can still celebrate our freedom i have for that lions not sheep do you remember the american mm-hmm. flag onesie that they sent me yes are you gonna I'm wear gonna, it i might need to break that out somewhere i don't know where but because it's also a hooded fleece onesie that i don't want to wear on <laughs> memorial day or fourth of july i mean you could very easily just cut the sleeves off and that would match True. perfectly i love that idea you could maybe put some I holes could, in i it. could cut the pants off too you could. Yeah, you can make it into like... I'm envisioning a lot right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a spectacle. Every time I wear my Lions Not Sheep shirt, I always get like two or three comments. Like, I love your shirt. Yeah, I have It's a like hat. a club. It is a club. I, I, when we were in Nashville, Nick and I were in Nashville for the wedding. We were out to dinner one night and I saw a guy come in and he had a Lions mm-hmm. Not Sheep hat on. And I was like, what's up? Yeah, my sister belongs to that club. And then she was sending me like all of these different things. I was like, okay, don't send me subscription stuff because then I sign up for it and I forget about it. <laughs> And I got enough going on. Oh my goodness. Expenses. So I'm so bad at anyways. subscriptions. I've actually been much better because I went through like everything and just like cleaned house, like stuff. Cause we're like 
on some financial goals. Yeah. Big part of our vision to move out of Illinois. Yep. And so plus we, we have a lot of projects set, we're doing. We do have a lot of projects too. We need to like set an actual date to start working towards. <laughs> well, I failed my date because it's you did every, fail like, your date <laughs> last time. Liz, Liz, I was like, dang, Liz is about to leave me. I was talking to Nick about this. So I was like, right now in our business, it'd be really hard for us to live apart from each other. Yeah. I'm hoping in five years from now, it won't be that way as much. Yeah. I mean, not that I don't want to live away from you. Do want to live away from you. I don't <laughs> want to live away from you. I understand what you meant. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, obviously you can do things like virtually and stuff, but as business owners, we just have a lot of projects, a lot of things going on. And so you would be traveling more, you know? Um, but I don't really care where we go. I just, just, Again, I'm going back to mountains, water. I get it. A better political environment and less taxes. Where does that exist? Florida. <laughs> Florida. By the way, my child loves My House by Florida. He's like into some good music lately. I'm feeling it. Because mm -hmm. it used to be Cookie Monster and... Sesame Street songs on the way home for 50 minutes, which drove me insane. Yeah. And now I can actually tolerate the music that my child likes. Marcus is pretty good in the car with listening to music. It's just the Paw Patrol that's nonstop when he's home that he wants to listen or watch. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to watch a show so you can watch Paw Patrol on your phone. I don't care. Yeah. We, when Nick and I relax and watch TV, we let Carson watch some TV. I don't, I'm not like a psychopath about that. Yeah. I mean, bless you parents who don't have TV in your homes or tablets in your homes. Like, that's a feat. Yeah, we don't have any TVs in our bedrooms, um, but... That's a fight we, that I have uh, yet to win. We, we've been better about reading. I mean, honestly, right now we just have so many things going on, like with karate a couple nights a week, and then we yeah. go to the park since it's like nicer out. It's been a little bit better, but um, anyways, let's get into today's <laughs> episode. We are talking about your period. So, yep. gentlemen, if you're listening, you might want to come back another day to the Food Code, because today we're going to talk about menstrual cycles, training, and your blood sugars with your period. And we have done a podcast on this before. We're going to do a little bit different spin on this today. Uh, but we want to come at this a few different ways. Uh, one, to let you all know that this is totally normal. If you feel like you are dragging ass some days and the weight that you crushed last week feels 20 <laughs> tons heavier today than it did last week, I'm always looking at my life app uh, and looking at like, okay, that's why I don't feel super strong today. We were like benching today and the girls are like, this is so easy for you. I'm like, yeah, I'm lucky. Cause like, I mean that, that prime week of training and feeling oh, yeah. strong next yeah. week. You know, yes. Very much so. So we want to talk a little bit around these two topics um, because so every month, obviously we know the body cycles, those hormones that are meant to essentially prepare the body for pregnancy. And there are three phases that, well, four technically phases that your body cycles through. So you have your period, which is menstruation. Then you have your follicular, fa follicular phase, ovulatory phase, and luteal phase. So the four hormones that regulate those, estrogen, progesterone, luteinizing hormone, which is known as LH, and follicle stimulating hormone, which is known as FSH. Very small extent, testosterone can kind of play a factor here too, but not so much. Um, so each of these hormones also impact your blood sugar and sensitivity to insulin. So not only will your training change throughout your cycle, your blood sugar levels are going to change throughout your cycle. You can actually have up to 10 points higher on a, as a baseline in the second half of your cycle. So days one through 10, the first day of your cycle that begins, 
Some women t- sometimes do experience higher blood sugars and insulin resistance on that first day, but it should re- kind of return to normal the remainder of your period. The few days following your period are generally insignificant as well in terms of blood sugar challenges. Like this is when estrogen is highest, it should be highest, and estrogen is very protective and very helpful for insulin sensitivity. That is why when women go through menopause, we struggle with insulin issues and we struggle with higher blood sugar levels and weight gain. So that's a big factor there. Then you get to day 11 through 14, and this is the ovulatory phase and the first part of your cycle where you notice higher blood sugars and insulin resistance. So your body basically is preparing to release an egg. Your levels of LH, FSH, and estrogen all rise, which causes a brief but definitely notable spike in blood sugar. And this phase is generally noticed in blood sugar levels for no more than two or three days at most. So after that, your LH and FSH levels drop, estrogen decreases rapidly, and as you approach the next phase, now you're getting into high blood sugar territory. So day 21 through 28, this is the time of your cycle that you, if you were to wear like a continuous glucose monitor, if you're monitoring your blood sugar levels, this is where you will have significant and lasting insulin resistance and higher blood sugar. These are like, this is basically the week leading into your cycle. And so, you know, as these hormones peak in production, your blood sugars become more resistant to your normal insulin doses. So particularly your background basal rate insulin. So while the increases of progesterone and estrogen are gradual, it can seem like there is actually one day right before your period begins during which your blood sugar spikes dramatically. So note here, we know pregnancy, Mm -hmm. you're typically at a higher risk. Progesterone is constantly increasing, like that's the hormone that goes up throughout your entire pregnancy. And that can cause insulin needs to persistently rise. Mm -hmm. So hormone imbalances can cause blood sugar issues because of this. There's a lot of things that can play a role, but in general, your blood sugars leading into your cycle will be much higher because that is when progesterone is at its highest. Yep. And this is also a lot of times why people will feel like they're more constipated. Then they flip the other way into more of like loose stools as progesterone tanks and then estrogen, you know? So um, I think we do see a lot of times like cravings are higher as we lead into the start of your cycle. Uh, And that can be a sign that your body is trying to regulate these things. So food quality matters. We've done um, a couple of blogs on this like a long time ago, but just talking about making sure that you're getting balanced meals, that you're not just going for the sugar and the carbohydrates, even though that's maybe what you feel like you want, Mm -hmm. um, can be a sign of zinc deficiency, magnesium deficiency, various other things. So I think it's just important that you focus still on listening to your body high quality food and nourishment. And if you're going to have a trait or two, make sure that it's balanced with protein and fats. So you're not just giving you straight glucose. Um, So how does this relate to training? And Dr. Brighton actually has a great article that talks about your mood and your creativity and your motivation uh, around the different phases of your cycle as well. And so when we are starting the follicular phase, which is the first half of your cycle, she references this like, this is the time for people to commit to starting a program or commit to starting um, a new diet plan, right? Or 
a challenge or something along those lines because you are generally more motivated. Uh, some of that could be due to the water retention because people are like, I feel bloated and fluffy. I'm more motivated, you know, uh, but also creativity. And I personally do experience this. I feel like my creativity is much better at certain parts of my cycle than at other times of the month. Um, and so then I'll be like making reels left and right. And then for like <laughs> five or six days, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'll come back to the (laughs) come back to the uh, creative buffs, you know, here in a few weeks. So, with your training in phase, the first phase of your cycle. So, from the day that you start bleeding, this is kicks off your follicular phase. So, this is your menstruation, technically day one of your period. um, You have high levels of testosterone, and so you might notice that you are a little bit. again, more motivated. You feel like you want to do hard things. You might want to do higher intensity training. Like you just have that extra like pep in your stuff because testosterone makes us feel good. Oh yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately you're bleeding. So you're probably not having sex at that time, but it can also, um, drive sex, uh, uh, sexual desire as well. Um, but this is where we can take on some of those new skills. Um, you can also show that, uh, you are a little bit more coordinated. Um, and this is where, again, we would focus on strength. Um, however, in phase one, this can lead to more injury just because your neuromuscular control is a little bit reduced. Uh, so you can have an increased injury risk. You combine this with, okay, you want to do that higher intensity workout, right? So that might include like box jumps or, you know, again, just like things that are quick movements. Yep. That's going to also increase your injury risk. So just be mindful of this essentially. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so it is believed that progesterone can kind of negatively impact the way in which muscles build and repair themselves. Um, so during this first phase of your cycle, progesterone tends to be at its lowest, which is why you want to do more strength training in that first phase in that, you know, especially in that menstruation phase, it is okay to lift weights, you know, as long as you're not bleeding very heavily, if you are bleeding very heavily, then that needs to be another discussion of why is that happening? That's not normal to be like going through you know, a tampon in an hour. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, you want to obviously be mindful of injury prevention, stretching, doing all the, you know, type of warm ups that are good for the body and ensuring adequate recovery because there's sometimes during your menstruation, you have higher levels of inflammatory hormones. That's a lot of times what causes the cramps, the bloating, things like that is if you have high general inflammation and then during your cycle, you have inflammation happening um, because the rapid drop of hormones that happens. So it's important to allow for adequate recovery during that cycle. But now you get into the follicular phase, which is after your cycle before ovulation. In this phase, estrogen is increasing, low levels of progesterone, so that adaptation to exercise is boosted. Your muscles can essentially build strength more effectively. Make the most of this time doing high-volume training, doing strength training. The body has a recovery advantage during this time. It's important to do recovery, but you're going to recover a lot faster in this phase. So maybe this phase, you're training four to five days a week versus in your next phase with luteal phase. You're only training three days a week because your body just can't recover as well, especially if you're training hard. Include effective warm-ups. Phase, similar to, to your menstruation, this phase can also have an increased injury to risk due to that reduced neuromuscular control. So to counteract that, 
I always recommend doing some type of a warm up, and I do not recommend stretching a whole lot during warm ups. Like, yes, you want to get warm, you want to get open, but you should be doing more activation with warm ups. You should be doing stretching after your workout. So, I'm talking about like doing scapular retractions, doing dead bugs, doing, you know, Cossack squats, doing body weight movements to help warm yourself up, doing a little AMRAP to warm yourself up. And then after your workout, doing your more static stretching. So, because of the high levels of estrogen also, you might notice more alertness and more energy in this period. So that supports exercise. That supports the progression of your exercise. Um, so keep this in mind. You can go for that personal best, especially around ovulation, which is our next phase. Yeah. This is the time I feel the strongest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I want to go to the gym. I want to crush it. I want to go for a PR or a personal record. Um, and you just feel like, I think from an endurance perspective, I just personally feel like I could go longer, like mm -hmm. the 20, 30 minutes, um, workouts aren't as taxing as they are in other phases. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, when we think about intense exercise, we always want to think about fueling properly before and after. Uh, so making sure that you're getting good carbohydrates and protein. Usually I'll say if you are somebody who's getting in like an hour workout, a two to one carb to protein ratio to where you're coming out of it. And you've got like 20 grams of protein and maybe 40 grams of carbohydrates, right? Relative to the person size and obviously your overall goals, but, um, not staying in a, sympathetic state long after the training session. So people would like, oh, I train fasted and then I don't eat for like three or four hours. If you're doing something intense, definitely, I personally recommend um, getting out of that state and getting more into the recovery um, anabolic building uh, state and doing that by triggering insulin to uh, lower with your protein and carbohydrates. Yep. So in terms of that luteal phase that we get into, this is like the week before your period. You're not going to feel super great here, but do not skip movement. Like I get it. You know, your body's doing some crazy stuff. You may have increased fatigue. You may have, you know, find that recovery is not happening. You're more sore. You just don't have that push in the gym. So the decline in hormone levels, like I said, leads to that inflammatory response which triggers PMS for a lot of people. So the goal of this phase should be to continue exercise in whichever way feels right to you. So exercise is really good at reducing PMS. Light aerobic activity, think like a walk, jog walk, yoga, Pilates, all have been shown to help reduce PMS if, you know, symptoms that you're having. Supporting sleep, during this phase, it is very normal for sleep to be a little bit more disrupted. Um, this is typically associated with a little bit of a higher body temperature because of that higher progesterone. Again, why a lot of people don't sleep very well during pregnancy. I mean, yeah, there's like the discomfort of a human growing inside of you, but um, it's more important to pay attention then to your nighttime routine, to winding down, switching off screens, cooling the temperature in the house, all of those things, doing additional recovery, focus on good food. We talked about this is the phase where blood sugars are going to be a little bit higher because of that progesterone. So even even though you want to have the chocolate and all of the carbs in this phase, just like you'll often do during pregnancy, you want to think about giving your body healthy fats, healthy sources of protein, lots of fruits and vegetables. Just a lot of times what I do when I don't feel like eating healthy, I do like adult style Lunchables. So we talk, we call them like bento boxes, mm -hmm. but I'll do like, maybe I'll make a chicken salad really fast with, you know, 
I actually mix plain Greek yogurt and a little bit of mayonnaise and then Dijon mustard, salt and pepper, um, grapes, celery, chicken. Uh, I did that. Actually, Taylor liked that this weekend. I was surprised. She ate the inside of three devil's eggs at my mom's, my mother-in-law's house, which I find disgusting. But I was like, child loves mayonnaise, apparently. Um, so I did like, I do that. And then I'll have like maybe a half of an apple sliced. I'll do, you know, maybe some gluten-free crackers or something of that nature so that I find that in this phase, I want more like crunchy, Salty. fresh, like cold foods for whatever reason. Or if it's wintertime, I want like very comforting foods. And so I maybe make a chili or I do something of that nature. Um, so figure out what works for you so that you can get in, you know, baby carrots are great. Baby carrots and hummus or, you know, the tzatziki sauce. I love Aldi, by the way. It has a great tzatziki mm, sauce. They do. I just find I'm a little more snacky. So yep. this is where I try to think about like if I'm eating every two to three hours, what good can you add in? Um, and then, you know, from like a cravings perspective like if you are doing a lot of good and you still find that like you want a small piece of chocolate or a heavenly hunk or something totally fine go for it but if that's all you're filling your day in you are going to keep craving those things because you're not getting all of the protein and good you know healthy fats that you need you're just getting <laughs> sugar spikes and blood sugar spikes and carbs and carbs and carbs. So, and there's a lot of things too now. I mean, in terms of like the crunchy, salty things uh, that you can do that aren't uh, just straight up like potato chips, you know? Some people are like, ah, oh, I just want to eat potato chips. Like Becca was saying, like you can do the Simple Mills crackers or I love the Siete uh, Plan- brand. They have a I lot like of good stuff. plantain chips sometimes too. Mm-hmm. I got some plantain yeah. chips the other day. They're delicious. Yeah. So I think it's important, you know, for you guys just to recognize that you're not going to feel like you want to crush it every day of your cycle. And this is your permission today to chill the F out. Like just because something is programmed at the gym, if it is not your week. So let's say you're here in the last half of your cycle, your period's coming in a few days and you're freaking exhausted. You didn't sleep last night. Why don't you just get up and go for a walk? Get sunlight on your eyes. Do something that's non-stressful. Maybe do a stretch. Go to a yoga class. All of that stuff. You can get back to that higher intensity training the next week. Like you're probably going to feel way better if you did that because Uh for me, I'm the type of person I get a little bit pissed off in my workouts if something is just like, I just feel like I'm dragging ass and somebody else in the gym is just crushing it. And you're like, I'm really trying. I'm trying my damnedest, but my body is just not here for it today. Uh It's okay for you to just relax. Go for a walk, stretch, nourish your body, sleep a little bit more, and come back to the intense training in a few weeks. So not the end of the world and totally normal that you feel this way. With that, have a great Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday.